Okay, well, it is currently Sunday, June 2nd, already almost halfway through the year. It's 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, and I'm Rob from robsays.net, and this is the Salt Lake Sit-Down. Today I'm going to talk about dating apps being part of and in the clown world. Yes, yes, it's probably not a new topic, but it is something I am going to go over based on now that I'm single again, I'm getting back out there in the world to meet women, and as an option, I've decided to join a few different dating apps. So I'm going to give some of my experience based on that. I'm also going to talk about... Let's see here. I've got to pull up my notes real quick. What else I was going to talk about? Dating apps is probably the biggest one because it's the most current thing. I'm going to talk about some a couple news articles that I've seen that are uh, quite interesting, actually. Uh, one of them in particular, I'm not going to give it away right off the top, but one of them that I had seen just kind of confirmed something I already knew. Oh boy, come on. What's going on here? Here we go, let's see. Oh yeah, the other thing I wanted to talk about now that I've seen it is no one gives a shit. I'm going to talk about that. So let's get to it. So like I said right at the very beginning of this broadcast, very beginning, uh, dating apps. They're things that uh, I've gotten back into since I've been single. I've got a profile on Tinder, uh, one on uh hot or not I believe it is or was something like that and lately I decided to throw one up on plenty of whales I mean plenty of fish and uh, (laughs) man I'll tell you they are an indicator and a contributor to clown world is what I've learned I just barely created my profile for plenty of whales uh, yesterday and uh, what's up Skelton Anyway, so, uh, got these women, and, and it's kind of crazy, because one thing I've noticed about Plenty of Whales, uh, they've got the free portion, and of course, oh, absolutely, Skelton, there is, and, and that's part of what I'm going to get into, that's part, that's exactly part of what I want to talk about, uh, but the first thing I want to talk about with, uh, everybody out there, if they're looking at getting on a dating app, number one, do not make it your only, th- only way of meeting women, okay? You, you need to, you need to approach, you need to get out there, you need to meet them real time, 
you know, good God, go to a coffee shop, even go, even go to a bar. I, I wouldn't recommend a bar, but hey, it, it's better than dating apps. It really is. Dating apps should be uh, just kind of, you know, like a last resort or as an extra. You're, you're correct, Skelton. It is. It's obesity crisis front and center. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, you, you would do better at a dance club or a nightclub. Absolutely. Absolutely. You may not find LTR material, but then again, if you're not looking for it, who cares, right? <laughs> so, here's the thing, guys. I, I set up the app. They got, you know, a free p- the part. They got the paid portion, which I... Don't waste your money. Don't waste your time paying for it. Do not do that. Just, if you're going to do it, do the free. Don't do the paid. Okay? Just... Otherwise, you're just fucking throwing money away. You'd be better off throwing money if you want to play the money game. You'd be better off buying drinks, you know, and playing beta male shit with the women at the bar than you would on a dating app. So, don't. Do not. Don't pay. It ain't worth it. But on Plenty of Whales, um, the first thing I noticed, besides the obesity epidemic, (laughs) is uh, in their search option... I have an age range that I'm partial to. That age range is 18 to about 32. That's that's the range I want to have. Oh, absolutely, Skelton. Absolutely. You lost 50 pounds recently? Good for you, man. That's awesome. And went from invisible to quite visible. Yes. I actually talked about that in a prior Salt Lake sit-down because I did the same thing. Uh, I lost... In about six months, I lost about 60 pounds total. This was a couple years ago, right after I got divorced. And and same thing. Went from invisible or hardly visible to very visible. And, and it was the weirdest thing because when the women are checking you out... And, if, if, and guys, I've said it before, but if you have been overweight uh now is the time to, to lose it now's the time get out there take care of your health man it will come back and bite you in the ass okay so do it and one of the things you'll find now oh, thank you man yeah yeah and and, and exactly and, and working on your appearance guys two of the easiest things you can do that you can change your appearance literally overnight Do something with your facial hair if you've got any. You know, trim it up, make it look decent. Get a decent haircut. Don't do these $10 cuts or $5 clips or whatever. You get what you pay for. Go get a decent haircut. Yeah, it's going to cost you a little bit of money, but you can change your appearance immediately without any real work on your part. Okay. There you go. Yep. Yeah, and and the thing is, when you're another overweight American, you're, you're one of the... 80 to 90 percent you know you literally are just another another large face for lack of better words in the crowd you totally are where when you lose weight you become you know you hear it on the manosphere on twitter and whatnot they talk about you know the top one top two top five top ten percent just by being in your actual weight range we're not talking ripped and jacked here we're not talking you know looking like the rock or arnold just being what your actual target weight should be. You are in probably the top, minimum top 10% of all men in the country. That's how bad the obesity ep- epidemic is. Okay? 
I lost 60 pounds, women started noticing me, and initially I was so not used to it that I'm looking around me thinking, you know, when I'm looking at them and they're looking at me, I'm I'm turning around looking to see if there's some dude behind me, you know, like, him? Oh, shit, me? Yeah. Tony! Hey, buddy! Cool. Oh, you know what? Your version of video game. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Awesome. Yes, uh, getting a, a weekly haircut, uh, it, it can make a huge difference. Uh, same with trimming up your beard. And the other thing, guys, you could do, and yeah, it's going to cost a little bit of money, but it's something that can change your look literally overnight, is get some decent threads. Get some clothes that fit, not this baggy shit that hides everything. You know, and yeah, you're going to have to lose some weight if you want to really look good in it. You know, if you got weight to lose, there's there's an even bigger incentive. Okay, but get clothes that look good on you and actually fit. Okay, so you spend a couple hundred bucks on a wardrobe, a couple shirts, a couple pair of pants, pair of shoes. Decent pair of shoes, because women check that shit out. Get a decent haircut, groom your beard, and... Guess what? Guys, you're going to start turning heads even right then and there. And then if you lose weight, you end up literally in that like that top 5%. Okay? The weight loss, that takes time. You, you didn't put it on overnight. It's not going to come off overnight. But if you put in the work, you can actually drop it a lot quicker than you put it on. Okay? But <laughs> absolutely, it's a, it's a reason to dress and it's fun. Absolutely. Uh... But the dating apps, man, get on there. And like I said, plenty of whales. The first thing I noticed is it was defaulting me to women like in their 40s because I'm 47. But it's defaulting me into my own age range, which women my own age are too old for me. Okay, I I don't want to date women my age. I don't want to date women in my age bracket. I, I date younger women. Why? Because I can. Okay. And because, yes, they are younger, hotter, tighter. You know, it's, I'm not trying to shit on older women, but I just, I'm not interested. Okay. But that default, it set it to me for like 43 to 51. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm not dating women older than me for sure. I might date a couple in their low forties if they've taken good care of themselves, but I'm not going to date women like in their fifties. They'd have to be phenomenal. And guess what? They ain't there. Okay. I, I've not seen one. Not one. Elite singles. Imagine the <laughs> the gold diggers. That's right, Butte. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hypergamy is all over in the dating apps. There's no doubt. And that's that's part of what I wanted to talk about. Besides, the, the thing I noticed is that the search defaulted me to women in my own age group. And then every time I would exit that function and, you know, do something else it would default back to that uh, like mid 40s, early 50s. It wouldn't stay, you know, stuck or on the 18 to 32 that I wanted on. So it kept, you know, defaulting back like, no, we're, we're choosing for you. You need to date women your own fucking age. Okay, so there's something I found out. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, paying for the boost. I mean, it literally says that. There's a feature called Meet Me that's in Plenty of Whales. 
and it flat out says, you know, upgrade and you get put to the top. You know, we will boost you. I mean, those that literally is the, the, the exact word, Skelton. It is. It's boost. Okay. But here's, here's one of the funny things. And you guys that are in the chat right now, you all know this. Okay. Y'all know this. What I'm about to say is nothing new to you guys. All you're going to do is be shaking your heads or nodding your heads either way and going, yup. But for any guy who stumbles across this video, or if you guys know someone that needs to see something like this, then share it with them and it'll open their eyes, okay? Uh, the first thing I noticed, well, you know, they, and, and these were the women that were in my age group, okay? These are the 40 to 50 year old crowd. Oh yeah, there, there's all kinds of uh, slimmer women in other countries, absolutely. But uh, I, I'm looking at my uh, Plenty of Whales app right now, and just some of the uh, headlines are just awesome. You know, that it's like, oh God, okay, looking for Mr. Right. Hey, here's one that at least she's honest. She says, I'm here for the free drinks. Just checking this out again. Can you say, you know, serial dater? Uh, not looking for a hookup. Get me off this app. Make me smile. Uh, you know, looking for someone that enjoys life. She's actually for an older gal. She's not bad. Well, here I am. This is me. Oh, boy. I prefer not to play games. Searching for my person So what you you you're okay with one of the 96 genders. I don't know uh, Here fishy fishy Looking for my someone special Looking for life partner I'm curvy and I like it. Oh and guys you all know Exactly skeleton. It's do something for me Okay, but I'm curvy and I like it. We all know what curvy translates into, right guys? It's code for obese. Uh, I'm looking for a home run. Hey, here's one, guys. Cute, but psycho. I shit you not, that's, that's the headline. Okay, so for you guys that are just tuning into this, or this is you're stumbling across it, anytime you see something like that, they say cute but psycho, they're not trying to be cute and funny. They're being serious. They're advertising. They're telling you who they are. They are psycho. Okay. Uh, let's see. Looking. I'm awesome. Uh... Looking for a relationship. Dating is hard. Oh, dating is hard, guys. Dating is hard. Of course it is. You've gone past the wall. I want the real deal. Oh, that's another one. They, they ever, all of them in their profile somewhere are saying, like, looking for the real deal, not looking for games. Uh, oh, here's one that was kind of honest. Let the shenanigans begin. Looking for my ride or die guy. One in a million. Guys, I am not making this shit up. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the profile bios on most of them are emotional damage and baggage. 
Oh yeah, beauty. But you know what? You know, I can respect that. The, and I've seen one out of all of them that just straight up was like, I, I'm looking for friends with benefits. And it's like, you know, she wasn't my type, but I get it. You know, I look at it and it's like, eh, I can respect that. You know, but all these other ones, you know, not into games, you know, looking for the real men. Where are the real men? And these are all women. This, this just defaulted to 35 up to about 50. And here's the other thing, guys, uh, that I'm sitting there reading all their little princess bios. And these are women that are past the wall. That, you know, I, I'm sure they're good people and I, and I don't really want to sound like I'm shitting on them. But I'm looking at them, I'm like, don't flatter yourself. You know, don't, you know, you're not all that, you know. I mean, I understand, guys, that the thirst is real. I get that, okay. But some of these women, I'm thinking, really? Are, are the guys really, like, hounding some of these women? Or are these women just saying that to, you know, massage their egos and look like they're being hounded? That, that's the thing I want to know. That's the thing I want to know. Because some of these, I'm thinking, I would not touch that with a 10-foot pole. Okay. I noticed uh, Vince uh, looks like he showed up. I don't know if he's still here or not. But I'll say this. There's some women here I wouldn't touch with Vince's dick. And if TJ was pushing and I was laughing. Okay. They're, they're, it's just like, really? No. Uh, just no. But some of these, it's, it's, it's insane. And yes, I would say 85% of these women, they, they put in their profile, I'm average. And, and the sad thing is, 20 years ago, they said they were average and they're not. They're just straight up lying. But today, average is fat. So they're not necessarily lying. Even though to me, average is like, okay... Your, your height, weight, proportionate, you may not be jacked, you may not be ripped, you may not be fit, you may not be buff, but your average weight, your, your, your body fat ratio tends to be in, in the, the, the middle. Not, you're not thin, but you're not, you know, you may not even be athletic, but you're not, you, you don't have a muffin top. You, you don't have fucking jiggle rolls. You don't have the, 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 the waddle on the fucking the bicep, tricep area that women get. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, Skelton, average is code for overweight. And you know what the crazy thing is? Because that's one thing the, the, uh, the search feature did lock in for me is I put in like, I will not, I do not want to see BBWs. I do not want to see women that are honest that are saying that they are fat chicks. I don't want to see none of that shit. And, and I put in that I wanted thin or athletic was part of the search filter. And that stuck. And yet the fatties are still getting through because they're putting themselves down bare minimum as average. Some are putting themselves down as athletic. And I'm thinking, how the fuck do you consider yourself athletic? Is it because you do walk? I mean, I get it. You're, you're wanting to work on yourself. I am not going to shit on anyone who's trying to improve themselves. But come on. Be honest. Maybe you do get out and walk every day. Maybe you are doing stuff and maybe this chick has lost some weight. Good. Yeah, you know, hell, you're only 350 instead of 500. You're still too big for me. But congratulations on losing a bunch of weight. You're not athletic. Okay? Not yet. 
you know, when, when you've got, you know, a very small amount of body fat, then you can call yourself fucking athletic. Alright. Uh, convenience and carbs. Yes. That's, that is absolutely true. Oh, <laughs> Vince is still here, so you got to hear that. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, guys, it is fucking brutal out there. I, I, you know, I thought the dating apps or the date sites went bad years ago before I ever got off them. They've just, fuck, they've gotten worse. And, and to make it even worse, I think, and, and I'm sure you all know this. You guys in the chat all know this. Uh, when I was younger, like back in the 2000s, okay, uh, eHarmony and Match and those places didn't even really exist at the time. And what there was out there, all of it was free, so it was the Wild West. There wasn't a lot of women on it because there wasn't a lot of women online at that point. It was mostly geeks, nerds, and hackers. Okay. What does that say about me? Geek, nerd, hacker. Right. So anyway, the handful of women that were there, they were getting inundated with emails and whatnot because it's 90% men, maybe 10% women. And then, of course, the catfish phenomena where it's men posing as women. Ah. Yep. Fucking food options on every corner. No shit. Well, and it's, you know, you gotta have three meals a day, you gotta snack all day long, because that's what mainstream f media fitness says, is, you know, you gotta snack all day, you gotta keep yourself fueled up. Bullshit. Absolutely, Butte. Skelton, you're from Utah. Dude, we need to meet up, man. For sure. For real. I'm in West Valley, just uh, west, or actually just east of Magna. So I'm about ten minutes from downtown. Oh, God, you got out of Portland. Oh, Jesus. Good for you, dude. Yeah, that's a shithole. That, that's right up there with uh, Seattle and San Francisco. And there, as far as I know, there are no good-looking chicks in Portland, at least not anymore. But, uh... Oh, Thanksgiving point. Okay, so you're about... Eh, you're about 20 minutes away. That's not far. Yes, it is, George. The food pyramid is a lie. Absolutely. Guys, here, here's one of the guys for the, the food stuff. Mr. Carnivore right here. George knows what he's talking about. I mean, you look at some of the pictures he posts. You look at even video he did a, a couple years ago, and you look at him now. This is a man that knows what's going on. You want to do the diet the right way, talk to George. For real. Okay? The guy knows it. You have mixed feelings. Yeah, oh, hey, Portland, as far as the, the area, the, the geography, the ground, it is beautiful. We just got to get rid of the liberals that are living there and destroying it. That's all. It's, it's the same with Washington. I, I was in Seattle a little over a decade ago, and it was absolutely beautiful. Now it's just shit. Well, it didn't turn to shit on its own. That's because of the liberal dipshits that are voting in the policies and putting the politicians in and saying, hey, you know, uh, sanctuary state and, hey, you know, we're not going to prosecute you for drugs, so come on here and do your dirty drugs here. So, and we want more of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's all angry, angry feminists. And, and Seattle's pretty much the same way. Absolutely. But, uh... Good God, guys. Uh, that's this is if you need confirmation to not make dating apps be your primary source, here it is. It's 
It's large women that have overinflated egos. And like I said, you guys in the chat, you all know this. I, I'm, I'm beating a dead horse for you guys. But for anyone who stumbles on this, it's like, guys, it's, oh my God, the nightmare is real. A lot of entitlement from women that I'm looking at going, come on, you know, you're just trying to flatter yourself. I, I, I'm not interested and I'm technically in your age range. I don't want nothing to do with you. You know, you guys are, come on, uh, you know, is it really that bad or are you guys just kind of making shit up to make yourselves feel better? That, that, that would be a good poll or something to try to get women, you know, do it anonymously so they can be a little more honest if they have that capability, is to say, when you put in your profile, you know, make sure you do this, that, yada, 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 yada. Is it truly because you're getting swamped with dick pics? Is it true because the thirst really is that fucking bad? Or are you just doing it to make yourself feel a little better because nobody's writing you because you ain't all that? You know? <laughs> well, there's no doubt that they boost their egos and exploit thirsty men. Yeah, because that's the, that's the people who are paying for these apps. It's not women. It's the guys. It's the guys that are paying. And, and, and if you're doing that, stop it. Stop throwing your money away, guys. Just fucking don't do it. So yeah, that, that's the dating apps. And Tinder, at least my experience with Tinder, at least the women, I can set the, the, the search filter and it sticks so I can go after the younger chicks. And some of them are not bad looking unless they're a catfish. Absolutely, T. Absolutely. I, I'm the same way. Uh, which reminds me, and I can't get it to come up on my on this particular computer, but there's a meme, and it fits right with what you're saying, Tony. There's a meme going around that it's got uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and the, the other guy in Predator, the black guy. I can't remember his name. It's not Billy D. Williams, but it's Carl something or other, I think. But they're doing the, 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 the arm wrestling, you know. And on one side, it says serial killers. On the other arm, it says obese women on social media. And then where their hands are meeting and clasping, it says hide the body. <laughs> oh, I can imagine, Skelton. Yeah, paying for the burst. Got to delete profile, start over because you had an incredible response at first. Yeah, for like the first couple of days or something. Yeah. And, and that's another thing for any guy out there, whether you're new to the dating apps or you're grizzled veterans like everybody in the fucking chat seems to be. Uh, the guys in the chat will understand this, but if not, it's a good reminder. One thing I've seen that is true. Women that are actually fit, athletic, they are thin, they have zero problem putting full body shots on profile, okay? You don't even have to ask them for the body shot. It, it'll just be there. Whether they're in their little bikini and they're doing the, the attention horror thing or, you know, they're, they're actually not a thought. They're not one of these Instagram models, you know? It's like, right. They're not one of those. They're just, you know, the girl next door, for lack of better words. But if they are height, weight, proportionate, and they actually look good, they will have a full body shot in one of their pictures. And they will give them up on demand as well. They'll, no problem. I have no problem showing you my body. 
If all you are seeing is headshots and maybe, you know, bust shots from about the boobs up, or you're seeing them and they're doing the camera up high or they're laying down and they're doing all these weird fucking angles, that's fat girl. Okay? So for you guys that are watching this, this, this is about 20 minutes into the video. So I may need to, you know, do a, a, a best of segment out of this video or something just so people can not have to, you know, hey, get to the meat of it, you know, the too long didn't read phenomenon. The ADD crowd can get their dose. But to say, guys, you know, if you're curious because, you know, facially she's, it's like, eh, it's hard to tell. She doesn't have a double chin and her neck looks pretty good. You know, but the shoulders can be a giveaway, like right through here, the collarbone area, guys. If you can't see her collarbone, that's a pretty good indicator. If you can see a bra strap and the bra strap is cutting into her flesh, that's a good indicator that she is fat. And then, of course, no body shot. We're hiding the legs and, and all that. Or they do the weird angles. Oh yeah, absolutely, yep, yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> she's a linebacker, right, I mean, some of them, I, I guess maybe it is because of the thirst, uh, and, and maybe, you know, we, we, can, we can sit around all day, guys, and, and kind of shake our heads about the beta thirst and go, God damn it, guys, stop doing that. You know, just stop it. And and they're not going to listen because when I was in that mode 100,000 years ago, I wouldn't have listened, you know. But maybe there is a silver lining in this for us, okay, that makes it a little easier for us. And here it is. Okay, you, we in the chat... We in the chat here... Yeah, all the cleavage angles, right. We in the chat, we, we know, like I said, when, when there's no body, we know it's fat girl. Okay. But some of the, the, the inexperienced guys, guys just unplugging, guys just waking up, they, they may not know that. But one thing that we can say that maybe, again, like is a silver lining with all of the thirst and th guys throwing themselves and throwing money and attention and everything at the women, even when these women have no, no real reason or, or there's, there's no reason that guys should even be paying them a second look, in all honesty. But maybe here's the positive. Because they are so entitled, because their egos are so inflated, I've seen late, lately, like yesterday when I signed up for this app, a lot of the big girls are doing full body shots that, you know, they're so okay with being fats where it's at that they're not even trying to do the, the fake poses or do just the upper body shots. They, they eventually are showing you full body shots. So they take the guesswork out. You, you don't have to look for clues anymore. So maybe that is a positive that, you know, for all the bullshit that's going on and guys stop throwing your attention and your money and and all that shit at these women, it's like, well, here's a positive for us guys that are in a higher bracket, is, well, dude, we already know the clues, but now you don't have to worry as much because the women are actually flaunting their bullshit. Because I've seen it, it's like, wow, you, you're, you are nothing to look at, but you are on full display here, holy shit.
So. Oh, absolutely. And and that's the funny part too. Is is uh, the, the the obese women that swing for the fences and want a fit, uh, a fit good-looking guy? Yeah, almost all the profiles talked about that. That you know you need to have your shit together and you need to be you know fit mentally, physically, emotionally. It, it was funny. Yep, and and I appreciate the honesty of the 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 fat full body shot as well. At least it's it's honest. And absolutely, Skelton, my divorce was a big red pilling. And my breakup, too, the last relationship. Uh, that's another thing. Uh, getting red-pilled, it's not a destination. It's not an end state. It's not like you've reached nirvana and now you don't have to do anything. You know, that you, oh, I've, I've, I'm red-pilled. I've, I've arrived. No, no, no. No, no. I think it's an ongoing thing that you work on constantly because you do backslide, you do get comfortable, you, you, you kind of go back to your old ways, because I did it, I've done it. Uh, you think, you know, you've, you've got all the answers and you could see all the angles and then they slap you upside, the women slap you upside the head with something anyway. You know, it's just what it is. You think so? You think we're living in the end game phase of feminism? Where, do we, where does it go from here is the question. You know, that's one of the things I'm curious to know. Is it men finally, we as a whole wake up and say, we're done. You know, no, we're not doing this. We're not giving you the attention, which is all I've ever said in the majority of my videos is guys, stop paying, you know, you don't like the fact that women are showing their ass on Instagram and all of that, they're, they're being hoes. Well, stop rewarding them. Stop following them on social media. Stop liking their pictures. Stop sliding into their DMs. Stop commenting. And when it comes to like dating apps, stop uh, reaching out to them. Stop, you know, uh, picking low-hanging fruit. You know, eh, maybe, maybe societal collapse. I mean, you know, personally, me, I'm, I'm like, ah, let it burn, whatever. If that's what it needs to be, so be it. You know, bring back the, the hard times so that it, it actually creates the good men. Okay? And maybe that's where we're going. Maybe we, the guys in the chat, people watching this, maybe we are those good men. I don't know. You know, me, I, I'm not going to try and save the West or save the world. I'm just going to live my life and enjoy it and do what works for me. You know, I, I'm not going to take a morality stance and, you know y'all need to get married and all that because marriage is is a bad deal too in today's day and age unless you're gonna have kids and even then it's still a bad deal collectively backup plan is to transfer more resources collectively yep oh so it's kind of a, a form of tribalism in a way yeah jack donovan a lot of like what jack donovan talks about in the way of men and becoming a barbarian yeah it makes sense there yeah, and the red pill lets you know just how big of a beta you were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> no feminists in a foxhole or zombie apocalypse. No, this is true. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no feminist when the when the barbarian horde comes knocking at your gate wanting in to, t to rape and plunder. That's for sure. So yeah, guys, look for weird profile shots, or even now, like I said, some of them, they're straight up displaying it, which kudos to them. They're honest, and it takes the guesswork out. Uh, it's so funny, the women bitch that guys don't read their profiles. Well, my profile, I, I, I'm hardcore in mine. 
and nobody fucking reads my profile either. It's like, well, you guys are just as guilty as men. You know, I put in there, you need to be young, you need to be fit, kind, caring, compassionate, feminine. You know, I, I don't I don't care about your politics. If that's all you have, you have nothing. Uh, I don't care about your veganism. I'm not a vegan, and I don't want to become one. I don't care about your occupation. I don't give a shit what you do. You know, as long as you're able to make money, that's all I care. Beyond that, I don't care how you make it. I don't, I don't give a shit about your education. I don't care if you have a degree or not. As long as you're literate, that's all I care about. That, that is actually in my profile, guys. You'd, you'd think motherfuckers would read it. Nah. Can't be bothered. T TLDR. <laughs> yeah, all you can ask for is honesty, but you're probably not going to do it. Oh, different song lyrics. That's a good one because they don't read them anyway. So what the hell? Why not? Uh, Demise of Futures giving is a combo of Brave New World. Brave New World. Okay, yeah, Children of Men. Okay, I know what you're talking about there. Um, what I'm thinking to me is it's a combination of Brave New World, where that's kind of the drug and the eugenics thing. It's a combination of Fahrenheit uh, 451. And also, uh, 1984. And, uh, Animal Farm as well, from Orwell, since we're gonna stay into the dystopian novels. And, God, what was the other one? Uh, Iron John. I mean, oh, and Atlas Shrugged. Okay. Yeah, it is. Infertility may very well be the future. That's very possible. Or, I mean, it may not even be infertility. It's just... That's another thing in the profiles, guys, that it goes with this. It's not necessarily infertility. It's women thinking that 40 is the new 20, and so they're putting off and putting off and putting off having kids. Well, biology doesn't give a fuck. Okay? There comes a point you ain't having kids. It's just, you know, if you do, there's complication, Down syndrome, birth defects. Who wants to raise that? You know, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't feel bad for people with Down syndrome and whatnot. I have compassion for them. But who the fuck wants to raise that? Seriously. I wouldn't. If, if I knew I'm having a child and that, yeah, this kid's gonna need someone to care for them constantly for their entire life, I, I would seriously have second thoughts. It's like, ah, goddamn, you know, because what happens to them after I'm gone? You know, what happens to them? Yeah, 1984, Butte, right. Atlas Shrugged, where all the, the, the producers decided fuck it, and they went and hung out on a deserted island and left the parasites to devour themselves in the big cities. We're seeing a whole conglomeration of fiction rolling into our reality. Truth is stranger than fiction. Another one, Handmaiden's Tale, or Handmaid's Tale, something like that. And, and it's all the new Puritan kind of, you're, you're seeing kind of the beginning of that shit going on. It's crazy shit, guys. These are the, I'm reading all these fictional books from way back in the day. And, you know, some of them I read back in like high school, junior high. Uh, and I've been rereading a lot of them recently, like within the last year. And it's so frightening in a way how, how close to this fictional reality we actually are and it's like oh you can take this piece of 1984 you can take this piece of brave new world you can take this chunk from atlas shrugged this little piece from handmaid's tale uh this little piece from fahrenheit 451 and this section over here from iron john and this little section of animal farm and it's our world it's clown world man it's it's today it's right fucking now it's crazy guys but 
check out those titles if you guys like dystopian fiction. I'll say them again, 1984, Animal Farm, those are both Orwell, uh, Brave New World, Fahrenheit 451, Iron John, uh, Atlas Shrugged, and Handmaid's Tale. Just Google them, you'll find them. Oh, it, the correlations, it's beyond, beyond mind-boggling. 1984 is kind of the most prophetic, um, in my own opinion, based on the things I've seen. I'm, I'm leaning a little more towards Atlas Shrugged, okay? 1984 is great for the fact that, you know, censorship, Big Brother, uh, re, rewriting history like they did in that book and the movie. And, you know, the, the, the double, you know, the thought crimes, the new speak, you know, let's change up the words, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely, that's 1984. But you can only feed off of your top producers for so long before your top producers stop producing. They, they just go, fuck it, we're being taxed into oblivion. I'm paying all this money to make money. And, and it's to defeat a bunch of parasites. Well, there's no incentive in it. I'll go work at Starbucks. I mean, I know people who've done that, that they've, you know, they, they work the, the, the minimal amount of hours, the minimum amount of pay so that they stay out of certain tax brackets. And so that, hey, I, I don't have to pay a bunch of alimony and child support. Yeah, you know, and, and like I said, uh, you're absolutely right about Brave New World being the emphasis on hedonism, and it's also the uh, the pharmaceuticals, where everything was all about the, the feel-good drugs. I mean, you know, the antipsychotics, the anti-anxiety meds, uh, the antidepressants. I mean, that's Brave New World writ large right now, okay? Yep, and socialism only works until you run out of other people's money. <laughs> Look at Venezuela. Hey, you know, uh, we that that that's democratic socialism. Yep, and they're eating their own pets and the animals in the zoo. That's what you want? Go there. Don't do it here. Go there and have it. The hatcheries. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's the eugenics. That's the eugenics. That's the we're we're trying to make the ideal citizen and you know that oh yeah it's all under the guise of they won't have defects and disease and but no it's to create the most obedient workers to fill the the you know to be another cog in the machine that's what that's all about and so it is you know we are heading towards a you know to use the term intersectionality because the feminists like to use it we are starting to intersect with some of these dystopian novels we are getting to a, a center point where they all start to overlap each other. And it, it, it's our society. It's where we are today. It's crazy. Yes, it is. Absolutely, it's personal eugenics hiding in plain sight. Absolutely. Yeah, because the top 5% of the guys on there get, you know, 90% of the women, everybody else, including me, pretty much don't get shit. It's the way it goes. You know? That's the point of using cryptocurrency to stabilize it. I wonder how that's going to work out for them, considering that, you know, the government took over their food. I mean, that was probably the two biggest mistakes Venezuela made, besides obviously voting in social, demo, you know, democratic socialism. I mean, that that's a given, guys. We know that was the biggest mistake they ever did. Okay, but okay, fine, you have that. The two biggest mistakes that I can think of is, one, they allowed the government to disarm them, and then the government took over the, the running of the food. And that's why we have the starvation, because they're doing the exact same thing the communists in the Soviet Union did, you know, 50 years ago. 
they're just repeating history. I'm just waiting till we find out about the purges. That, oh, all these people in Venezuela died because they were dissidents and were speaking out against the government. And so they were, you know, taken out of the equation. That's what I'm waiting to hear about. When, when's the next Holocaust? You know, is it even happening? Is it hidden? You know, it wouldn't surprise me that you're going to find mass graves. Because that's what socialism leads to as well. Mass body count. So, anyway, there's my political rant. So we, we can get off that subject for a minute. Uh, moving on, uh, I think I've definitely talked enough about uh, the dating apps for a minute, guys. It, it, it is just a fucking minefield, and and it's and it's a minefield of dog shit. You know, it's it's turds in a punch bowl. Whether they're elephant sized or they're you know mouse sized turds, it's turds in a punch bowl. Good for you, skeleton. Yeah, and and I've I've walked away from them in the past, but I've also met some some interesting women. I, I've had some good sex off them in the past, and and that's kind of what I'm. You know, it's a backup to well, you know, I go out, I meet women in the area that I'm at, but what what else can I do? Oh, I can do this. Well, let's let's get a few more options out there. Yeah, it is literally dog shit. It really is. And a turd's a turd, whether it's small or large. It's still in your punch bowl. Do you want a turd in your punch bowl? All right. So, next thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, a little while ago, I tweeted a picture on Twitter that has, it says, two ways to look at life. Number one, and it's got this guy who's all sad. He's got his hands in his pockets. And he goes, nobody gives a shit. And then number two, right below him, is another guy who's yellow and all happy with his hands in the air going, nobody gives a shit. Okay. Truth is, guys, nobody gives a shit. Okay. There was an article, and I wished I, I, wish I could find it again, because there was even, like, I don't know how good the science was, what the research was, but somebody had posted a link like yesterday, day before, something like that. God, it might have even been early this morning. I don't remember. But they, there was this article that actually talked literally like they did research on the fact that, you know, that was their hypothesis. Does anyone really care? No, they don't. People might care for that 30 seconds that they're in front of you. You know, when, when you go and approach a woman... And she shoots you down. It stings. You feel embarrassed. You think the world is watching you, pointing and laughing. And and she's pointing and laughing and that you're such a fucking loser. And, and yeah, she might think, it. well, who gives a fuck what she thinks? Okay, but the people around you, if they even noticed, they're going to notice for five seconds. And you might, if you get a real bad, brutal rejection. I mean, a full-on, hardcore blowout. You might get some guy walking up to you about a minute or so later going, dude, that was harsh. You know, that he's actually saying, you know, you handled it well. And he's like, sorry that happened to you, man. That was fucking brutal. And after that, nobody gives a shit. Okay? Nobody gives a shit, guys. Stop worrying that the world is watching you. Do your thing. You know, go, go talk to women if that's what you want to do. In fact, make it a point. If you got approach anxiety, and we all do, and if you get out of approaching women or you don't do it very often, you're never going to diminish your approach anxiety because it never fully goes away, ever. Okay, It's always going to show up even just for a moment, especially as you're about to walk up on them. 
it always shows up. So you're never gonna get rid of it, ever. And that's okay. Actually, it's kind of good. It heightens your senses, it makes you more alert if you can get outside your head, okay? Of what you think's gonna happen or what you think you need to say. Absolutely, it's an attention vice. It is, the dating apps, that's all they are. But guys, seriously, do what you wanna do. Go approach the women. Get, and, and make it a point if you, if you got some kind of pretty decent approach anxiety that kind of fucks up, you know, fucks with you a bit. Make it a point to get blown out. That instead of God, I hope she likes me, go with, man, I I want to get, I want her to slap me. I want her to throw a drink on me. I want everyone in the area to go, oh, because of how bad it was. You know, get blown out. Go big on it, man. Get blown out so bad that people are actually embarrassed for you. Liquid Joe's. Drunk, I really like you, but then she smells... Ah, yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing, man. Don't, you know, women are not settling. You know, like I said, these dating apps, it's like, oh my God, 40-year-old women still thinking they're going to have kids and they're looking for Mr. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Guys, we're the Mr. Rights, okay? Not to pat ourselves on the back, not to toot our own horns. It's the truth, okay? Don't settle yourselves. Yeah, if she's, that to me, dude, a chimney, I know exactly what I mean. She's a smoker, okay? That, that is a deal breaker for me, period. Hands down. It's like, oh, you smoke, bang, I'm out of there. It's like, nope, not interested, you know? You're overweight, not interested. You, you smoke, not interested. You know, I'm sure you're a good person in your own way, but you you are not for me. So go the fuck away. Go find someone else. It's not for me. And the more you stand your ground on your standards, the more picky in a way you become, you will get what you want. You will. You do. You just keep at it. You know, and whatever anyone tells you, oh, you're being too picky. The only time you're being too picky, guys, or being unrealistic is like, yeah, you're 400 pounds overweight and you want the yoga model. That's unrealistic. You ain't gonna get her, okay? You need to lose weight to get her, okay? You need to be more her type. Just, duh, okay? So that's unrealistic. But otherwise, being like, you know, no, I want a feminine woman who's thin, doesn't smoke, and she's kind and caring and compassionate. She's not full of sarcasm and bullshit and entitlement. They're out there. Probably not on a dating app, but they're out there. Just fucking hold your ground for it. Stand your ground on it. You'll get there. It takes a little while. Awesome. Tony, you know what? Uh, I know uh, we're going to have you and your brother on on Masculine Geek. Uh, you're going to have to talk about that one for me because I'm curious. I, I don't have, I won't say that I've never had it. I definitely had had it in the past. It's, it's a lot less now than it was then part of it's because of nobody gives a shit okay uh but i still have some i still get i guess butterflies i still have that kind of oh fuck and and you know for me it's just no hesitation just don't think it just go just do it but maybe you have a technique or you have something that you could share when when you guys come on because uh, I'd really like to know, you know, your thought process or what it is you do. Oh, it's inherited? Oh, man, no, 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 don't say that. 
Ah, uh, come on, it, it, it's gotta be something that maybe it's inherited for you, but you could teach it to other guys. You, you gotta be able to, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's still up to the guy to do the work. But there's gotta be something there, like I said. Yeah, tattoos and piercings, yep, yeah, that, that definitely. But Tony, there, there's gotta be something that you can still hand out to the guys that have, you know, at least some type of anxiety that, hey, here, here's a here's a natural, guys. Tony's a natural, basically. Okay, Tony, walk us through a day of being Tony. What does Tony do when he gets up in the morning? You know, he has his coffee, takes a shit. You know, what else do you do? That kind of thing, man. You know, we're we're gonna talk about it, Tony. We're we're it's gonna come up when when you and your brother come on the show. We're, we're, I I already know. I now know what I want to talk to you specifically about. Because there, there's got to be something that, while it may be inherited on your end, it can be taught. It can be learned. There, there, It can be modeled. There's something there that it's like watching, you know, Michael Jordan when, you know, he was in basketball. Yeah, he's a natural to a degree. And he spent, you know, thousands of hours playing ball. Okay. And he's one of the top NBA guys ever and probably will be. But you can still model that and get pretty goddamn close. And, and, and so whatever whatever your, your mojo juice is, dude, it can be, at least it can be explained and guys can, you know, say, okay, I may have to synthesize it. It's not pure and natural, but I can make an artificial one that works just fine for me. So, yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, self-amusement is a key. Uh, to, to it, there is. There's no doubt of that. Um, one of the ones that's always worked for me your brother agrees that it's inherited and it can't be taught? No, 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 no. Come on, George. No, 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 no. It can be taught. It can be. It can be synthesized. It can be bottled. Okay? Like I said, it may not be as effective as the 100% Tony and George Cologne, but it'll be good goddamn enough for the average guys. Okay? It'd be good enough for me. I know this. Okay? But here's one for you. You know, you guys are mentioning, you know, you've got... Ah, okay, so it's, it's a generational thing. You guys are observing it and getting it passed down the genetic lines from dad and granddad. Ah, shit. Well, you can still distill the knowledge, Tony. You can still do it, brother. I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna bring it up at you. And I'm not gonna let that just be your, your simple answer of, well, you know, it's because dad and grandpa were players. No, 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 no. You, you got a secret sauce there. You can at least divulge a piece of it. We're going to have this conversation, brother. It's going to happen. <laughs> anyway, uh, that reminds me, thinking you've got the, the natural thing there where it's been handed down, and uh, Butte brought it up with self-amusement. Here's another one that um, I have found, and, and I wouldn't call it game because it's not really game, but something that has always worked for me and, guys, it could end up working for you. And that is pre-selection, okay? When I was younger, kind of like Rolo, when I was back in like my late teens, early 20s, I had a band, I was, I was in a band, and women threw themselves at me at that point because I was in a band. But did I have game? No, I, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just playing guitar, having a good time, okay? Same thing in college. I get into college, became a, a nobody real quick. And I didn't like that. 
because I was used to a lot of attention that, oh, hey, this is normal. This, this is the real world to me. I, women show up. And back in college, nobody was showing up. So I got into radio. I was one of the disc jockeys on the radio station. And all of a sudden, women are showing up again because, oh, pre-selection, you're the DJ, you're, you're, you know, I may not have the most radio-friendly voice, and I know that, but your personality comes in, you, you do get that kind of cocky, funny, that arrogance to a degree, because if I told people to call, it turned into a 1-900 line for free for me, basically. Women were all talking all kinds of shit. Okay, and some of it turned into the real deal. Yeah. Deconditioning yourself. Yep, and it does. It works. But pre-selection is something that can work too, guys. Um, putting yourself... I mean, like like Tony and George, man. They're, they're up on stage talking to guys. That's pre-selection like a motherfucker. Okay? I mean, it definitely helps that, you know, you're in shape, you take care of yourself, you dress well. Both Tony and George do. They're, they're definitely some of the sharpest dressed guys I've ever seen. Okay? But they're also up on stage talking to guys like me, guys like you. Um, you know, in a way, it's kind of the same doing your own YouTube channel. Uh, I know George has said in some of his videos, and I think he even mentioned it when he came on the Masculine Geek Show. He talked about, you know, people walking up to him, they recognized him. You know, oh, I know you, you're the, you're the beard guy. You know, he has fans. It's like, wow, that's pre-selection. You know, that people are like, oh, wow, you know, you're, you're kind of this celebrity. So figure out ways in your own little area, your niche, if you want to call it that, where you can be the pre-selected one. What's it going to take for you to get pre-selection? Uh, when I used to run in a biker club, uh, started out, you know, as a hangaround, became a prospect, became a full patch member, and was just one of the guys. But having that patch... Okay, Tony, fair enough. You weren't on stage. Well, the pictures I saw told me different. But either way, dude, you, you have the presence. It's already there. But when I was in the biker club, wearing a full patch was pre-selection to a degree because I'm part of, part of a, you know, a unit. I'm part of a group that not just anyone could join. And then when I became an officer of that club, it, it ratcheted it up even more. And so, you know, you got the old ladies in the club, you know, the girlfriends and wives that look up to you. But then even when you go to an event, you go to a rally, you go to a bar and have a bunch of drinks with your brothers, the women are checking you out because, you know, we didn't give a fuck. We, nobody gave a shit. But we're all in there wearing our cuts with our patches and everything. And we stood out. And they realized, oh, who are these guys? And when you're holding court and you got four or five prospects around you and you got a couple of your other brothers other fellow patch holders talking to you about the ride because road captain was one of the things I did they're coming up to me asking me input because on the road I'm the boss that's pre-selection and the women notice it especially when the old ladies are coming over and talking and hanging off you too and it is that saying that you know women want to women want the men that other women want to fuck okay and men want to be that man. That's pre-selection.
Oh, absolutely. To totally, Tony. Yeah, giving zero fucks is a way to make yourself pre-selected. When, when you don't give a shit, guys, you know, it... Not to sound all platitude and, 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 and you know, all kind of cliched, but it's true. When you don't give a fuck, you're free. You really are. Because what's the worst that's going to happen? You die, someone kills you. You know, not to say that, ah, you know, who cares, but at the same time, well, they, you, you only die once, they can only kill you once. So what's the worst that can happen? Oh, you're going to lose your job, you find another one. Oh, your girlfriend leaves? Yeah, it hurts. It sucks. Been there. You find another one. You know? You're, 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 you know, whatever it is, fuck it. You know? Zero fucks, guys. For real. You know, I had that talk with a co-worker on the job the other day that he was like, wow, you really do not give a fuck. And I'm like, dude, this isn't an act. I don't give a fuck. You know? I'm not trying to get myself fired. I don't want to lose my job, but if I do... Fuck it, I'll get another one. You know, yeah, it'll be a little tense, a little tight for a minute. You know, but I've got some money set aside in the event that that happens. That it's like I'll be good for a little bit. It buys me breathing time, you know, breathing space and time to find something else. And I will. I always have. So I'm not gonna, you know, end up on the street in a box. It's like no, I'll be fine. Same with women. Ah, oh, she left. Yeah, it gets a little lonely. It sucks when the sex isn't on tap. That's okay. You know, gives me time to do stuff like this. Gives me time to do other things. You know, gives me time to, you know, get back on track where I backslid. Well, yeah, it's, it, it, it is easy to say it, and it does take serious effort, but it's one of those... My, my biggest moment, I had two moments where it really solidified for me well three there were three things that happened all within a year now now that's not true two things happened within a year and then one thing happened about a year a year and a half before the first thing that happened was I got divorced okay this was back in 2015 I wanted the divorce I filed for the divorce I'm one of that 20% or whatever that instead of the woman initiating it I did it but at the same time, I still wanted to play nice with her. I wanted the divorce to go as smoothly and as quickly as possible. You know, Utah is a no-fault state, and if you don't have kids, which we didn't, and you both sign off on it and nobody has any issues, it's a 90-day waiting period, and, and then it's done. The judge just signs off and it's over. Yep. Focused on yourself and not on women. Absolutely. Okay, but while I was waiting for that 90 days to go up, I was playing nice with my soon-to-be ex-wife because I didn't want her throwing any wrenches into the gears. I didn't want this thing to drag out. So I was playing nice, you know. I was, you know, talking to her and, and, and letting her cry and carry on and do her thing. And uh, all just to get to that finish line. You know, get past that 90 days, then after that, you know, I'm done, that's that. Well, probably about, I don't know, 45, 50 days in. It wasn't quite the 90 days, probably about halfway through. She decided to get cute and bring up the word alimony. And at that point, yep, and that happens, you do. Yeah, hang, hang out at the finish line and bang the winners. That's true there. 
you went through the grinder, so you got it. Yep. I'm sorry to hear that, man. I am. I'm sorry to hear that. Mine, mine was a walk in the park compared to yours and for probably most guys. The fact that I, we didn't have kids was a huge thing that, you know, I didn't have to worry about getting raped on. Um, but when she brought up alimony, that's when I took the gloves off and was like, fuck it, I'll burn the house down. You know, I don't care anymore. I'll, I'll go to jail. I'll, you know, you may get the alimony as far as an award. You'll never see a penny of it. Uh, I'll, I'll quit my day job. I'll go work under the table for cash. You know, you will never see that money. Why? Because fuck you. That's why. Oh, God. Dude. No, 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 no. No. No, no, do not let her come back to you, man. No fucking way. You, 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 otherwise, you're just going to repeat the same horse shit you already went through. And I'm sure you know that. But, oh, God, that's crazy. Yeah, that, let her burn, dude. Let it burn. You know, got to let it burn. The guys will figure it out once they, you know, get their ass handed to them, basically. It's just the unfortunate truth. So that was my first thing about not giving a fuck. I, I didn't care if I was going to go to jail. I didn't care if I lost everything at that point because it's, screw you, I'm done playing nice. Um, yeah, it is. Alimony is a fraudulent thing. It's it's a joke. It's it's just legalized slavery. That's all it is. You know. Uh, the second thing that happened was um, I almost lost my job. I was at work. I screwed up big time and... And it was looking like I was going to get fired. And I was, I accepted that. It sucked, but I accepted it. And so when they called me on the carpet, I I had zero fucks. I wasn't ignorant about it. I wasn't insubordinate, but I wasn't going to get emotional or try and lie or deny. You know, I I admitted everything. It's like, yep, I screwed up. This is where I screwed up. I did. You know, so if you guys, you know, need to let me go, I get it. You know, then let's get on with it if that's the case. Because I knew that while it would be tough for a minute, I also knew I'd get another job. It's like, yeah, I've had many jobs before. I'm sure I'll have a few more before I'm done. So, and the final thing was my mom dying. Okay, back in September of 2018, so what, eight months ago, seven months ago, something like that. She died due to complications from cancer. The cancer itself didn't kill her, it was the chemo that killed her. Uh, jacked up their T-cells in her bone marrow, and so she stopped producing uh, white blood cells, I believe. And uh, the doctors, when, when her health started deteriorating, first they gave her, you know, again, you know, it's not an exact science of knowing when someone's going to die, but they initially started off with, oh, you know, she's got a few months. Well, then that turned into, like, within a few days, that turned into, well, she's got about two weeks. And then the very next day after the doctor said two weeks, he called us up and said, uh, you better get up here and see her. She's, she's going to be gone in 24 hours. That's how quick it happened. Well, thanks, man. Yep. Yeah, and, and my mom was 11 days shy of her 67th birthday. Okay. My family, genetically, from you know g- getting into heredity... We have no inheritable diseases, heart disease, even cancer, you know, that to pass it along to the offspring, we don't have any. 
uh, diabetes, all that stuff. We don't have any of that. My grandfather lived to be, well, my one grandfather lived to be like 85. The other one lived to be 80. My one grandmother lived to be 98. And my other grandmother is still alive. My mom's mom is still alive. Okay, my mom's the middle child. She's the second child of three. She's got an older sister and a little bit of a younger brother. My dad smokes and drinks and carries on, and we all just assumed from the natural order of things that my mom would outlive my dad, and it ended up not being that way. You know? And so, thanks, T. Appreciate it, man. Yes, value every day. Every day. Because when they're gone, they're gone. You know that. You understand that, Skelton. Yeah, once they're gone, they're gone. And you don't get them back. Luckily for me, you know, when my mom, right before she died, the day she died, hours before she died, I, I got to see her and we got to say what we needed to say to each other. So, you know, I'm good. I'm, you know, I mean, I have to be. there. It's, I can't change it. But it made me realize where I had this illusion that, oh, you know, everybody could somehow, I guess, you know, I mean, people die all the time for all kinds of reasons. You know, you die in car accidents, you get murdered. Uh, you know, I, I knew guys back when I was in my 20s that were my age that dropped dead for no reason. Just literally went to bed and never woke up. And they were my age at that time. You know, they were like 27 years old. Okay, it happens, but you, you don't really think about it till it happens to you. You know, you, you hear about it, but you, you don't really appreciate it until it hits you. And then you understand there are no guarantees. That's something I tried to explain to my ex-girlfriend when she wanted to leave. Part of her reasoning, which doesn't matter, but, you know, I'm 20 years older than her. And she all of a sudden has this fear that, you know, I'm going to die before her and she's going to be all alone. Well, hey, number one in the natural order of things, yeah, I probably will die before her because I'm 20 years older. But that's not a guarantee. It's like, babe, you could die in a car wreck going to work tomorrow. You know, we could be going along 10 years from now and you die in a plane accident because guess what? I had a cousin who did. She was on a plane going somewhere and the fucking plane went down. And she was 30. There's no guarantees, guys. And that's, that for me, the, the threat of alimony from the ex-wife of, of her trying to still control the relationship and I'd had enough and said, fuck it, I don't care anymore. Do what you gotta do. I'll burn everything down. The fact that, oh, I, I might very well lose my job, and I'll be okay if I do. It'll suck, but I'll, I'll be alright. And then my mom dying, and the job thing and my mom dying were all in the same year. And the ex-girlfriend left, too. That was a back-to-back -back with my mom's death. Okay? No guarantees, guys. That's why I don't give a fuck. And it's not the nihilistic, you know, fuck it all. It's the, nobody gives a shit! You know, it's, fuck it, they'll get over it. You offend someone, guess what? That's their problem. They'll either get over it or they won't. Either way, it's not your problem. Now, that doesn't mean it's, you know, a get out of, you know, go out and be a dickhead to everybody card. No. But stop worrying so much about what other people think. Well, you know what, Skelton? It, it, you know, it's funny to be post-divorce nearly three years and being red-pilled. It's strange and empowering, yeah? Uh, the thing is, dude, I, I think that's pretty much where every guy that gets red-pilled, that's where it happens. 
It's either divorce or a breakup, and their woman goes feral on them and divorce rapes them, uses the kids against them. And, and, and it's not entirely her fault. I will give women a little bit of a, cut them a little bit of slack. It's part of it is the, the family court system. It, it incentivizes women to weaponize themselves and the kids against the men. It's incentivized and it's all in the, you know, for the better of the child. Okay, so to a small degree, I, I will cut women some a break. That it's not like they're just evil beasts or anything like that, even though, yes, there are some. They are incentivized. They, it's, hey, you know, you, you say that your husband's a worthless piece of shit, we can get more money for you. You know, they're, they're told that. I, I've heard attorneys tell women that, you know. Oh, we, we need you to be the victim, and he needs to look like the low life, and it'll get more sympathy with the judge, which means more money. Okay. Yeah, it is the court system. Right. And pain is the great teacher of life. That is that is red pill. You know, I mean, someone said it. I, I, I don't know if it was Ryan Stone. I need to. We need to get him back on Masculine Geek. He was a hoot. Um, I don't know if it was him or if it was Black Label Logic, but basically, I think it was Black Label Logic earlier said today, you know, that being a red-pilled man is basically just understanding intergender dynamics. You know, the, the improving yourself, spinning plates, all of those things, that's, that's not in necessarily red pill. That's just a, a faucet of it, so to speak. Being red-pilled is just understanding the dynamics itself. And the easiest, fastest way, Rolo has said it, it's trauma. It's you get burned. You go through the meat grinder. You find out the woman you loved and married turns into a completely different woman on the exit. Okay, When, when she says you were abusive and you were neglectful and you cheated when you never did anything and yet they believe her. Okay. Yep, Black Label Carl. Yep. Yeah, and so, you know, I cut them a little bit of slack just for the fact that they're incentivized. Because imagine if it was, you know, flip the coin. Imagine if the family court system was incentivized for us men to act like total dicks. Oh, yeah, you know, you, you treat her like a piece of shit. You, you get the kids and you get the money. Dude, you know we'd be doing it. You know we'd be like, oh, yeah, she's a cheating whore. You know, she's neglectful. She, she made fun of my penis. You know, she, she insulted my manhood. You, you know damn well guys would do that. Okay? Not saying all guys would, but you know damn well some would. They, oh, I, I'm incentivized? Fuck yeah, I'm doing it. That's just nature. So it is what it is. You know? But, uh... So, the, yeah, that's the... For me, that's kind of the... Zero fucks. It's... it's the, the biggest one of all guys is that there's no guarantees. It's like, hey, any one of us could be dead tomorrow. I could be, you know, hell, I could get done with this broadcast and walk out the door and fall down the stairs and break my neck. Could happen. Not saying it will, and I'm not planning on it, and I'm not afraid if it does. You know, but that's the reality. There's no guarantees. So, and that's another thing, you know, part of it, I guess, is, for me has come with age. As I've gotten older, I, I've gotten more... You know, when I was younger, other people's opinions mattered more than they do now. And part of it now is I, I'm almost uh, kind of like devil's advocate that it's like someone will say, oh, well, you can't do that or you shouldn't do this. Or, you shouldn't say that. And, and my gut response is, why? 
Well, let's see what happens if I do. What's going to happen? You know, what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, granted, I don't want to wave a red flag in front of a bull and get run over. You know, so yeah, that great big dude who just got out of prison, calling him names is probably not a good idea. Okay. But, you know, some soy boy fucking, you know, guy in a, in a suit and tie that works in a cubicle. Oh, you shouldn't do that. What are you going to do about it? Really? You know, what the fuck are you going to do? You going to run to HR? Go for it. Let's see what they do. I'm curious. You know what? They're going to write me up? <sighs> Whatever. I've been written up. Big deal. Oh, they're going to fire me? Oh, well, you know what? Maybe I didn't want to work there anyway. Who would want to work in that kind of a political climate, you know, the social justice climate, where you are literally in a war zone, in a trench, with mines in the fucking trench with you, and that nobody's your friend? Nobody. I mean, I've talked about it. I did a video on it, guys. One of the first videos I ever did. Uh, You can find it. It's Me Too, Surviving Me Too in the Workplace. And it's my experience of going through it. You know, not me to itself, not in its current incarnation, but about a decade ago, I went through it. It was more than that. It was probably about 15 years ago. But I got brought up on charges, you know, because somebody overheard something and they got offended of the comments I had made. It wasn't directed towards them, but they got offended because I don't like what he said because it hurt my feels. And I got brought before the man. And it was an inquisition, I'll tell you what. I survived it. I didn't apologize, you know, I came out of it relatively unscathed, but man, I'll tell you, I left the job not too long after, because it's like, God, if this is the environment, I don't want to be here. I don't want to have to fucking watch my back and wonder who's got my back. Because honestly, in that environment, no one has your back. You, you're it. So guys, you know, get a job, if if you're going to work for the man, get a job that's, you know, primarily all men. I mean, that's what I've done ever since that time armored car industry, all guys, uh, the shred industry, the recycle shred industry that I'm in now, all guys. So you can talk shit and say things and not worry about hurting somebody's feelings and that they're going to backstab you. Yep. Life is short and life's what you make of it. Absolutely. Heavy weed use, not advocating it, but it does have an interesting quality of reminding you of your essential vulnerability as a mortal. Yes, yeah, it does. Nice. Yeah, yeah, if you if you work in areas that women don't want to work in, you know, you, you climb power poles in the winter and in, in a blizzard and make sure the electricity's on or you work in a coal mine or an oil rig or garbage collection, you know, some of the, the jobs that no woman wants to do, you're, you're not going to have Me Too problems. You're just not. You're not going to have that bullshit. It's only if you want to go, you know, sit in a cubicle and work on a computer that, oh yeah, there's a bunch of women here. Guess what? You're in a minefield. It's in the trench, in, in the mines are in the trench with you. They're not outside the trench, they're in the trench. Well, I, dirty jobs, yeah, but it's, it's, it's masculine jobs. It's stuff that men do, that women, whether they want to openly admit it or not, it's stuff that women either cannot do or they're going to do very poorly at. It's just the way it is. You know, construction, I mean... How many women do you see, other than maybe flaggers, you know, doing the little stop yield sign, how many women do you see operating backhoes and forklifts? How many women do you see digging fucking trenches with a shovel? I I don't see any. 
Oh yeah, and, and, but you know what? You know, we did that. We we wanted, you know, because we wanted the pussy. We wanted to make their lives easier to grant us more access to the pussy. So it's our fault too. They they don't know any better because they've never not had the lights off. You know. I I'll have to check that out. Part of Tanner's speech talks about what people think about you and why it can be important to people that matter to you. Okay, fair enough, Tony. I'll, I'll definitely have to check that out. And yeah, to the people that do matter to you, then yes, it is important what they think. Absolutely. But I think, especially a lot of guys today, you know, I'm not speaking for women, I'm not a woman. But guys today, I know because I used to be that guy, we put way too much emphasis on what other people think of us. And not just the people that matter but just people in general. You know, the the potential women because, hey, I don't want to fuck this up because she may not fuck me later. You know, these dudes here because I don't want to get in a fight or, or I, I, you know, whatever it is, I want to be liked. And I get it, we all do, we all want to be liked. It's part of our social nature because in the past, if you were not liked, you were kicked out of the tribe and that meant death. Okay, but that's, that's so not happening anymore. You get ostracized in exiles, you're not going to die. You know, you can still go eat. You still have a roof. Zero fucks can mostly be beneficial as enlightened self-interest. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's it's not about zero fucks and being bitter. You know, it's not. It's just, it, it is amused mastery. It's, well, what's going to happen here? You know, what are you going to do? That's the only way I can describe it for me. It's, I have coworkers. Oh, you can't do this, and you can't park the truck there, and you can't, you can't, you can't. And I'm like, well, I do it anyway. You know, until someone of actual power, like the cops or somebody, comes and tells me, hey, you can't park there. Oh, okay, cool, I'll move. But until then, nah, I'm gonna keep parking there, just because somebody, you know, told you, well, you ain't shit to me. I don't care. You know. So, just because someone says you can't, doesn't mean you can't. That's, that's my take on it. Good or bad, that's my take. And uh, one of the last things I want to talk about, that kind of going back to the women, and it's just more of a side giggle that I saw today. It was literally like three minutes before I hopped onto the camera. But it was, it proved something I've always known. And it was something about um, women that wear chokers. You know, those little choker necklaces? Y'all know what that means, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's mental point of origin, not letting other interests rule you. Absolutely. But you know those chokers women wear? Y'all know what that means, right? It means she's down for the D and she's probably into kinky shit and wants to be tied up. At least that's how I've always looked at it when I see women wearing those little tight chokers. Well, there is that too. There is that possibility too, Tony, that yeah, it could be a trans person. But I've actually met bona fide women. You know, these aren't trans women. These are women that wear chokers and they're the ones that are all in the, the easy sex, the short-term sex, you know, the one-night stands or the, you know, the dirty weekend or whatever. They're, they're down to fuck. And they're also the ones that are like either interested, 
curious or they are full on into being tied up. And anytime I see a woman wear that, that's my default mentality. Well, there's been research, because I saw it on Twitter, because therefore if it's on the internet, it's true. But it kind of confirmed what I've already known, because I've always just assumed that, that, oh, she's wearing a choker, she's into kink, she wants me to choke her, literally. So, it is. Butte, that's exactly what it is. It's a sign of submission. It's what subs wear. That if you're a dominant, if you have a dom-submissive relationship, I'll bet you Texas Dom would have a lot to say about this. I'll bet you he'd have a lot of knowledge on it. But literally every woman I've ever met, if I've had any kind of interaction with them and they're wearing a choker, they're, they're down for it, man. And they are. They're usually subs. They're usually submissives. But they're definitely into kink. And they're definitely going to be way easy to lay if that's what you're into. So there's a little, I guess, fun nugget. And now is that going to be all women? Of course not, guys. There's probably some women that they're goths or whatever. It's part of their cosplay or whatever the fuck they're doing. But in general, if you see a woman wearing a choker and you think, I wonder if she wants to be choked. Odds are, yeah, she probably does. So why not uh, be the dominant in that sense, go and approach her? Because it's kind of like a signal, kind of like wearing a red dress. You know, wearing high heels and a red dress, that's a woman who wants to get some. You know, she takes her ring off. Yeah. So, check it out, guys. Anyways, I am going to gone over about 25 minutes what I'm used to, because you guys have been very chatty with me today, and I love it. I appreciate it. If you guys, uh, if you have anything you want to advertise, you got your own site, you've got whatever it is, now's the time. Um, I'll shout it out for you. I'll put it out there so that, you know, people down the road, they'll see it, they'll hear it, they can check it out if you got links. I have no problem being a whore for you guys and putting your stuff out there. I, anything I can do to help other guys, I'm down for it. Uh, guys, check out George Bruno's channel. Absolutely, Skelton, we should. We should get coffee, okay? Uh, I don't know if you follow me on Twitter or not. It's Rob says underscore underscore, or go to my website, robsays.net, my social media links there. Follow me there if you haven't. Send me a DM, dude. We'll get addresses. We'll figure out a day and a time. We'll go have coffee. We'll shoot the shit, man. It'll be a good time, okay? But, uh, yeah, if you guys have any shout-outs you want to do, go ahead, say it. I'll put it out there for anyone that wants to hear it. I'm, I'm all about supporting fellow men. You guys are all fellow men. So, you know, okay, yeah, email me. Yeah, my email's on there, too. So, yeah, email me. That's cool. Uh, otherwise, guys, I'm going to go because I do have some plans that i got to take care of here in about another half hour or so. So, glad you guys came on you guys are amazing you guys man the chat was lit today ah t21 surfer on insta and twitter so guys follow tony this is george bruno's brother okay y'all know george bruno the sultan of silver mr youtube himself this t21 surfer that's his brother tony is his brother he is amazing man okay and as a thing guys real quick Tony and George, they're coming on to Masculine Geek. We're going to have them both together. Uh, and I got questions for the brothers of what it's like being brothers. It's going to be a good time. So, guys, like the video if you haven't. It sends tingles to the YouTube vagina, which allows it to be out there in the world more. It gets more exposure. Share it with someone you think that would benefit from it. Subscribe if you hadn't. Hit the notification bell. 
Go to robsays.net. And while you're at it, check out masculinegeek.com. And go to YouTube and type in Masculine Geek and subscribe there as well. We, go, we do a show every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we're doing a Saturday one at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time like every other Saturday. We just did one yesterday. So probably in another week, we're gonna another two weeks, we're going to do another one. Uh, another way to kind of get to people that maybe can't be on at the same time we are gives them a chance to interact. It's a lot of fun. Check it out, guys. Anyway, I will see you. Have a good day. Uh, also, check out T21 Surfer on YouTube, guys. Same name, T21 Surfer. You can find him on YouTube as well. You should follow him. Tony's got some good stuff. Okay, guys. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Yeah.